The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to stop focusing on business problems and start focusing on the growth and leadership of your business. Welcome to The Business Edge with your host, Marsha Zeidel. Learn to create a growth agenda to get your business on the right track and keep it there. Rev up your growth engine with exceptional talent and develop the right kind of leadership to move it forward fast. Now, here is Marsha Zeidel. Welcome to the Business Edge, giving practical advice to entrepreneurs and business leaders and how to take your company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. I'm Marcia Zidal, your Smart Moose Coach, getting you on the right track, keeping you on the right track, and making sure you don't get sidetracked. Let's start with a Smart Moose question. Are you a service-driven company? The litmus test is this. Is the entire organization, including the front line, the support staff, the sales folks, and all the managers focused on delivering a superior customer experience? Nothing else counts. The point about being service-driven is to install your customers at the heart of your operations with everyone at every level. To help us do just that is my guest, John Scholl, called the guru of customer service by USA Today, Time, Entrepreneur Magazines, and is president of the Service Quality Institute. He will show us how to develop a service culture while saving money, and I know we're all very interested in that. In addition, you will learn the kinds of programs to put in place that will accelerate your company's service culture how to involve your employees in great customer service, and more importantly, how to save your company a dollar a day per employee without even noticing. Welcome, John. Thank you, Marcia. I understand you're in China. What, what part of China are you in? I'm in the province of Zhejiang. I'm eating uh, this morning. It's uh, really now about uh, 7.15 in the morning with the CEO of the largest bank in the in the province. They've um, 1,600 employees, 1,900 employees, and they've been using our programs. And now they're going to hopefully move forward with two more of our programs. They have already moved from uh, to the top of the ranks in this province in customer satisfaction among all the banks. Well, let's get started in helping our viewers, our, our listeners, understand about creating a service culture. You know, what do you mean by that? How do you define a service culture? Great question. It really means that everybody in the organization understands they're in the customer service business and their first obligation every day is to take care of a customer. Everybody is on board. They walk the talk and they deliver incredible customer service. You know, um, that makes a lot of sense to people who are on the front line because they know they deal with customers every day. But I also 
think that this is an important concept for, let's say, um, accounting or HR or legal, where they do they really see the people they serve as customers or do they just see them as, well, oh, I have to do this or I have to do that? Have you do you have any thoughts on that? Well, everybody is involved. So if you have 700 employees, 700 people are involved in customer service. And we all have customers. Some people are internal and some people are external. So if accounting doesn't do the reports, it screws up everybody else. Uh, everybody is dependent on each other if you're going to be, if you're going to deliver exceptional service. So, so that really means that you have to make it a, 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 a company-wide, organizational-wide in, a strategic initiative. Uh, am I correct on that? Correct. So regardless of the size of your organization, when we work with companies, I want the total workforce with no exceptions. It's all you want. If you have one bad apple left in the, in the bushel of apples, it will destroy the other apples. So there can never be any exceptions. <laughs> and how do companies react to that? Uh, the CEOs love it. Uh, you know, I believe that in every organization, you know, about 10% of the people are probably ineffective and need to go. Uh, Uh It's very uh difficult to get fired anywhere in the world. Uh I believe uh, the reason I wrote the book Moving Up is I believe about two-thirds of the employees and companies just show up. They're Uh kind of happy with where they are and life just keeps going on. Uh And CEOs would love their employees to be indispensable, to be extraordinary. They want high-performing employees, and right, my business is to develop high-performing employees, to get people to love the customer, to take care of the customer, to deliver excellence in everything they do. And if an individual does that, they make more money. You know, you said that when I said it has to be uh, um, organiz- you know, uh, organization-wide. Um, and everyone needs to be customer uh, service focused. And you said, um, especially that, you know, the CEO level loves that. And I understand that. But how does it get filtered down to the line managers? And maybe you'll be going into that a little later on. But, you know, how does it move from the CEO who thinks this is the greatest idea filtering down through the organization? Well, Marcia, Service Quality Institute has a variety of products that teach the art of customer service. And when we work with a company, we want the entire workforce. So we provide the product that they use internally to change attitudes of behavior, teach the skills of customer service, and build employee morale and teamwork. So, again, if a company has 60 employees, 600 or 6,000, we want every single person without exception. The most important person in every organization is the little guy, the person that you think is the least paid, least appreciated. Uh, that individual will either make you look like a bum or a hero. <laughs> That's correct. Um, CEOs oftentimes understand that, and that's why they're willing to invest and develop their people. Well, you know, we. how about we move on to the next and, and next question, which is, uh, what is necessary to create a service culture? Maybe you've already alluded to it, but can you give specific things that are necessary? Well, I'll walk through a variety of steps. First, you've got to have the, the realization you're in the service business. I don't care if you're a manufacturer, a retailer, a health organization. really doesn't matter. Number two, 
you got to look at all the policies and systems that you have in place that are stupid that get in the way of great customer service. You got to make it easy for people to do business with you. Three is you got to be more careful about the people you hire. The service leaders hire the cream. Most companies hire anybody that's got a pulse. Four is you got to have empowerment. That means every single person on your team has to be able to make very fast decisions on the spot and that better be in favor of the customer. And then fifth is you got to train and develop everybody on the art of customer service. There's no university, there's no high school anywhere in the world, including the United States, that teaches people the skills of customer service. So if you want high-performing people, you've got to educate and train them on doing that, and you can't create one stupid program and think you're going to take this little employee who's 25 years old, you're going to flip him. He's going to change his whole life because he went through, let's say, eight hours of training. Give me a break. You see, you have to have new stuff, fresh stuff constantly, virtually every four to six months. Put your foot in the accelerator pedal and move 100 miles an hour. That's how you own the market. That's how you become an Amazon or a Costco. Well, you know, you talked, you gave me, uh, gave uh, the listeners five things that are, are necessary to create a service culture. And, um, you know, the second one was policies. There are and some stupid policies. Uh, I'm sure you've come across uh, quite a few. Can you give some examples of stupid policies and procedures? I'll give you an example. This is uh, a few weeks ago. We uh, had changed credit cards in a hosting company for some of our websites called One to One needed uh, a different credit card in order to make the payment of, I don't know, $20 a month or $30 a month. wasn't a lot. And they had to talk to me. And so I put them on with our new accountant, and they said, no, we have to, for the check authorization, you have to be the one that personally gives it to me. I said, I am busy. I do not have time. So you're trying to tell me with all your customers, only the owner you can talk to for payments. I said, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. And I said, my objective is to eliminate you, to find a different vendor that will host some of these websites because I never want to work with you again. And and these people were just stupid. That is a dumb rule policy and employees are driven by rules, policies, and procedures. They love them. So, I mean, what you said is makes so much sense, you know, with uh, get rid of the policies, um, hire the right people, empower them, train them. Um, this is not rocket science. Um, so even though there is a lot of attention given to customer service, why is it so hard to find? Uh, most CEOs believe that they already have incredible, unbelievable, exceptional customer service. Mm-hmm. So when you're already perfect, why do you need more? <laughs> um, so you're saying. So what you're saying is there is a disconnect between reality and what they think is reality. Correct, and most customers never complain to the company. They don't call the CEO. They don't write a letter. They don't send an email. Uh, today, we're using more social media to get back at companies, but most. Companies are oblivious. Most, I'd say that 98% of all companies, for example, in America, believe they're perfect at service. Really? Yep. Um, So what do you, you know, the question I have in my mind is, what's going to wake up these CEOs? 
Well, there are two things that will wake them up. Number one is if we can ever get the consumer, our listener, when they get bad service to 100% of the time, let the company know. But don't go talk to the employee and say, Sally, you know, your service sucks. Write a letter to the CEO. Send an email to the CEO. Send them a fax. Uh, get onto social media. Don't put up with bad service. And for God's sake, don't give people money that don't want it. Uh, <laughs> And then number two, competition will eliminate a lot of these companies that are underperforming. So um, are there, you know, we have about two minutes before our break. Um, what companies do give excellent, uh, well, not even excellent, uh, good customer service? Can you name a couple? Well, let's take Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a 27% increase in Revenue last year, $13 billion. They're doing $61 billion in revenue. Mm-hmm. They work 24 hours a day. Everybody is incredible. Everybody is exceptional 100% of the time. The CEO, Jeff Bezos, knows that they're in the customer service business, knows that word of mouth is the most important thing. You've got Costco in the United States that does double the revenue of, of Sam's at Walmart because mm-hmm. at Costco they're more customer-driven than at Walmart. Uh, those are just two of them. You got Southwest Airlines, mm-hmm. which runs circles around the other American carriers. Uh, when we talk about eliminating waste at Southwest Airlines, uh, there, when you get in and off the plane, it's a total of twenty minutes. The other American carriers are one hour. Uh, when Southwest Airlines enters a market, the prices are are you know a third of what everybody else was charging. Because at Southwest Airlines, they're more frugal, they use technology, they're customer-driven. And American Airlines in Chicago is in bankruptcy because their planes are on the ground. Well, on that note, and I, I'm, I'm happy you talked about Southwest Airlines because I am Dallas-based and I love them. And also American Airlines is Dallas-based and I don't like them. So I think we're on the same page. Um, uh, Listeners, when we there's time for a short break. This is Marcia Zido, your Smart Moves Coach. Um, you're listening to the Business Edge, taking the growing pains out of growth. And when we return, my guest John Scholl will continue with creating a service culture. Stay tuned. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zeidel, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zeidel, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. 
You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidle. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back, listeners. This is Marsha Zottel, your Smart Moves Coach, and I'm talking with my guest, John Scholl, creating a service culture. So let's move on to um, what kinds of participation rates can companies really expect from these types of campaigns? You know, you, you talked about uh, quite a bit about what you're doing in, in different companies, but, you know, bottom line, what can they expect? Uh we will have a participation rate of 80 to 90%. Mm-hmm. If a company had implemented on their own a suggestion system or some type of involvement campaign, their participation rate will be between anywhere between 1% to 6%. The reason our participation rate is so successful, so high, mm-hmm. is everything we touch is based on recognition. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun, excitement. We don't use money. Money is a very destructive method of motivating people. So can you tell me, well, a couple of things, because um, sort of a quick synopsis of the kinds of programs that you do, and then I also want to get back to the recognition, because I agree with you. So what kinds of programs are you talking about when you say, when I ask you the question, the participation rate? Well, we have uh, two idea campaigns, one called Bad, which is a cost reduction campaign, Buck a Day, and another one called Good, which is on quality and customer satisfaction. In each mm-hmm. of the two campaigns, they're over in 30 days, and they ask each employee to look at where they work, mm-hmm. either to come up with ideas on eliminating waste and costs or on improving quality and customer satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, our belief and our research shows is that the little guy floating through the system knows where all the problems are yes. and knows where all the solutions are, but nobody ever asks them. <laughs> and uh, CEOs are not interested in ideas that might save $30 or $50 or interested in million-dollar ideas. Most employees cannot relate to million-dollar ideas, but they know where there's a lot of $50 ideas that the company is pouring money down a rat hole. And uh, the reason Southwest Airlines, Amazon are successful, Costco is successful, is they're also very brutal at eliminating waste and eliminating costs. And then they pass the savings on to the customer, which gives them increased market share. Okay, so really what you're doing is you're te- what I call in my business, uh, which is leadership development and coaching, is you're tapping the wisdom of people, the people who are on the line, the people who are dealing d- directly with the customers. They're seeing problems. Um, no one comes to them with with what with uh, not even no one comes to them in terms of what's going right or what's going wrong and no one comes to them with solutions to these problems and it seems to me that's what you do you tap the wisdom of the people who are dealing with the customer am I correct on that you're totally correct since you've been involved in leadership development um, the most important asset every company has are its people mm-hmm. but they are undervalued, underappreciated. Nobody spends any money training or developing them because they figure that, you know, they're just stupid people. Besides, Charlie might leave after a month. And, you know, why would I train somebody that's only going to be here for a month? You know, I'm, I'm in this market where there's millions and millions and millions of customers. 
And if I lose a few people today and a few people tomorrow, who cares? This is the United States. There's 350 million people. It doesn't matter. Well, let me tell you what. You cannot afford to lose customers if your goal is to grow and become customer-driven and you want to make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so now let's move on to the um, what you said about recognition because you have um, um, really – um, made me want to talk to you more about that because a lot of times it's not the money. I've heard this so many times. It's not the money that makes me stay or makes me leave. It has to do with how I'm treated and am I valued. Uh, so can you talk more about recognition? I wrote a program in 1975 called Better Than Money, how to motivate people using recognition. And uh, people are driven by recognition. Money is important to all of us. We love money. All of us would like to make more money. But if you really want excellence, you got to make people feel valued, loved, and appreciated. And you can't say to Charlie, you know what, listen, two years ago, I told you you're doing a good job. You should have remembered that. Uh, that's so bad if you're married telling your wife, you know, that I love you once every 10 years. It's not going to work. Uh, so people need recognition every day. And when people do a good job, let them know every single day. And the problem is with a lot of managers and leaders, we think the only thing that motivates people is money. And because we can't just keep giving people money every day, more money, Mm -hmm. uh, we don't do anything. And you can get more out of people using recognition. All of the products that Service Quality Institute has are all based on recognition, on, on valuing people, in communicating to them how important they are to an organization. I have a quick anecdote about that because quite a few years ago I was involved in um, uh, part of a training program for a um, an automobile manufacturer uh, training their supervisors and their front line how to be more team uh, team driven team and, and and to work as a team, and I remember these were the first time I worked with uh, with production workers, and one of them said to me, and it's I still remember it, and it's probably twenty five years, said to me, um, this is the first time they're valuing us from our head up. In other words, now you're asking us to think, you're asking us to give you ideas. And that's what what they are valuing because before they were always, they were valuing what we did from our neck down, not from our neck up. Does that resonate with you? You're totally on track, Marcia. It, it, people, you can you can get ten times more out of people with recognition than money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The reason people leave is not because of money. The real reason they leave is because of the lack of recognition, poor supervision, poor leadership. They tre- they're treated poorly. They don't feel valued. They don't feel important. And is that, you know, we've, we've, been, we've gone through a, if you don't want to say recession uh, or some, you know, difficult economic times where the, the common wisdom was people are going to stay at their job because this is the, you know, they have a job and be, they should be thankful they have a job and they're not on the unemployment line. What's going to happen when the economy starts uh, uh, coming up? What is going to happen to these people who are not getting the recognition? Uh, the, the top performers are going to leave. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They probably already left, to be honest with you. Right. Uh, the people at the bottom that are deadbeats, you know, they're never going to leave. They're going to stay with you forever. 
So now, you know, we talked about uh, participation. You talked about the different um, uh, uh, programs and the importance of recognition. Um, I think let's move to uh, can you share some success stories from companies that have used the good and the bad campaigns? Well, we've had uh, we had a manufacturing company called Kane that had uh, 400 employees and they had uh, $500,000 in cost savings. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you pass on $500,000 in cost savings to your customers, it gives you increased market share. See, you, you, and by the way, the idea campaigns are just a tiny fraction of our business. Our, our real core is teaching people the art of customer service. I I believe that if you love the customer, the customer is treated with incredible speed, with incredible care. They're treated like kings and queens. They give you a lot of money, a lot of money. See, there is no recession. It's just a matter of that some companies don't understand they're in the service business. And when you have crummy service, you don't get as much money. And, yeah, you're going to have a recession. It could be in the greatest economy in the world. You're still going to have a recession. You know, uh, to that point, when I think about you, when I ask you, what are the companies that provide excellent customer service? And you, you said Costco, you said Amazon, you said Southwest Airlines. They are all doing very well. They have been doing very well during the, the economic downturn. Um, so that really proves your point, doesn't it? It, it does. I'll give you another example is uh, Metro Bank in London. Vernon mm-hmm. Hill started the bank, opened the bank on July 29, 2010, the first new bank in London mm-hmm. in over 150 years. He took Commerce Bank in the United States in 1973. At that time, they were the 20,000 uh, smallest bank in the United States. And he moved them to the 17th largest bank in the United States, sold them to TD Bank in 1970, or excuse me, 19... Uh, in 2007 is when it was sold, 2008, uh, for $8.5 billion. He made about $440 million personally. He started this new bank. Everything at Commerce Bank and everything at Metro Bank was built on the customer experience. They already have got 230,000 new accounts in London. They now have 20 locations. They started with four on July 29th, so they're a little over three years into the process. And they will, in another seven years, they'll end up with 200 locations, and they'll have $75 billion in assets from zero, all that built is, that, customer experience. That is quite a story. Um, and No advertising, it, all word of mouth. So we have about a couple minutes before the next break, and the thought that comes to my mind is, what differentiates a CEO like who you, the example you just gave with the bank, who sees the value, you know, from the CEO who doesn't see the value of customer service? Is there anything besides that they see it differently that makes one see it one way and the other see it another way? Most CEOs are kind of financial driven and, and they don't understand the customer experience. Mm-hmm. Those CEOs that drove their business through a customer experience understand the financial impact of it. The CEO of uh, Jeff Bezos from Amazon understands financially. Uh, They're passionate. They think about customer service every day. They're not happy with where they are. Uh, Both CEOs think, well, uh, oh, this guy, John Scholl, let's let's use Service Quality Institute for a few months and then we'll go do something else. 
it's it's not a process. You gotta understand it's a lifelong process. You can't ever get off the track. You have to learn how to love the customers. You have to walk the talk, and there's very few CEOs that walk the talk. Well, on that note, let's take a break. This is Marsha Zidle, your Smart Moose coach. And when we come back, my guest, Don Scholl, will continue um, giving us insights and creating a service culture and uh, talk about a bit about his new book. So stay tuned. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidle, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidle, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Health costs companies a lot more than just benefits, premiums, and health plans. Think about the underlying cost with not having healthy employees in the program investing in the future. Creating Wealth Through Health, host Susan Doherty will discuss employee wellness programs, how staying healthy affects the bottom line, and how to get your team engaged in better health as a way of life. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Business Channel. Out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidel. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back. This is Marsha Zotto, your Smart Moves Coach. You're listening to The Business Edge, taking the growing pains out of growth. And my guest is John Scholl, and we've been talking about creating a service culture. So, John, let's move on to another um, great question here, which is, um, how would you respond if somebody told you, I have a dead-end job at my company, no authority, why should I bother participating in the good or bad campaigns or help them improve their service culture? Why should I do that? If you want to make more money, if you want to move up, if you want to be promoted, then you need to work hard and you need to come up with all sorts of great ideas that companies can use to improve their performance. An indispensable employee is very rare 
they always are noticed and they will always make more money. Most employees are content with just showing up. They come to work exactly on time. And if the, if the company uh, is over at 5 o'clock, there's almost a stampede as people are leaving the office. You're going to get run over almost. You need to come in earlier. You need to stay later. Uh, you need to be the first person that raises your hand that volunteers for activities. Uh, you need to build and develop yourself. If you do that, you're never going to be at the bottom anymore. You will move up. You will make more money. Well, I'm going to be a little devil's advocate here, and I'm going to question you on that because I think in, in theory it works, and I think in, in reality it works sometimes. But what happens to, let's say there's a listener there that says, I really want to raise my hand. I really want to uh, increase the, you know, I have some great ideas. And they go to their boss. They're not going to the CEO here. They're going to their first, you know, their supervisor or first line manager, and they say, um, I have, you know, the way we've been doing this, I have some ideas of how to change it. I'd like to do this. I'd like to do that. And they get their hand slapped. They are told, this is the way we do it. You're, this is, that's my job. I'm the manager. You just do what you're told to do. Now, how is that employee going? There's two, two parts to this. How is that employee going to react to that? And second, what kind of company is this? Well, and the first-line supervisor is the most important person to, a, to an employee, and sometimes they're pretty bad. So, <laughs> you know, so you might need to go around that person and ask other higher-level people to be your mentor, mm-hmm. to say, you know, I'm, I'm here, I'm a janitor in the company, let's start really low, okay? Okay. And, and I would like to be more successful in this organization. What can I do to become more valuable to your company? Mm-hmm. And listen, and then go and implement the ideas. You, you, you don't need to listen just to your own little old supervisor. Mm-hmm. And again, if you're exceptional, everybody notices you. You know, forget about your supervisor. Everybody notices you. You besides, you might become the next supervisor. <laughs> but what does this say about the company? Let's say it's pretty rampant throughout that company. It's not just this one supervisor who really is more of a micromanager who doesn't who holds on to authority. But it seems to be that's part of the way that culture of that company. Have you come across companies like that? Oh, sure. There's a lot of bad managed companies. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with moving. There's, there, there's all sorts of opportunities. But again, uh, do a great job with where you are and look for a new opportunity. Uh, the pasture is always greener on the other side of the fence. And- so uh, since we're really you now focused on uh, the, the show is really focused on, you know, uh, business leaders and how to make their companies more successful and how to grow their companies. Um, let's move it to you, you. You've been asked to come in to consult with a company and you find that their culture is just not customer uh, service driven. And they have, you know, lots of uh, top down authority. Um, how do you deal with that? How do you get them to change? It's, it's not overly complicated. We have a, a seminar called Leading Empowered Teams, which focuses on four things. You know, what, what do we got to change to create a better customer experience? And the mm-hmm. focus is to eliminate a lot of the dumb rules and policies. Second, it works on how do I coach and reinforce behavior? 
most supervisors or managers are weak at recognition. They, they're, they're more analytical. They think with their head instead of their heart. We're going to teach them how to coach to improve performance. And then the third is we work on empowerment. How do you get your employees to make very fast, empowered decisions on the spot in favor of the customer? And when they do it, make a big deal out of it. Reward them. Recognize it. Uh, celebrate the success. And then fourth, we work on teamwork. So we start with the with the leadership team, helping them understand that they're in the service business, giving them the tools to improve their performance and skills. And then we start to implement our customer service programs for every single employee in the organization, including the CEO. And how long does that take? Well, the results is within months. Uh, the, the key is that you can't stop because people are human. So no matter what program we use of ours, and I got the best stuff in the world at Service Quality Institute, people are human. So after six months, people tend to forget about what they were doing. We got That's why your favorite football team, every time they win, it's because they had better execution of the fundamentals than the other team. And these football players, we pay them a million dollars each a year, and they still screw up. Okay. Right, well, right. We don't pay our typical employee a million dollars a year, and they constantly screw up. But we don't ever train them or develop them. We think that you know we gave them ten minutes worth of education when they started, and they should know everything. Well, no. If you want high-performing people, you got to develop them. That's the responsibility of management and leadership. Well, you know, I'm, I I have a, a quote that I want to um, pass on to you, and then get your. Um, opinion about it. Uh, there's a book that is called uh, Employees First, Customer Second. Uh, the author is Veneer Dyer. I don't know if you've heard, and I just came across it. And the quote is, uh, the conventional wisdom says that companies must always put the customer first. In any service business, however, the true customer um, should be um, uh, the, the the employee, because the employee can bring fundamental change in the way a company creates and delivers unique value for its customers and differentiates itself from its competitors. So who, who comes first, the employee, the customer, or both? I, I think both. Uh, Hal Rothenfeld wrote the same type of book about 10 years ago. Uh, you, if you don't have high-performing people, you're dead. Uh, but every single employee must understand their single most important goal in the day is to have an overhappy customer. Mm-hmm. You will not have overhappy customers unless you educate and train your people on the art of that. So we have programs on speed. How do you shrink the time by 90%? So if it normally took 14 days, how do you get it done in one day? If it normally took 14 hours, how do I get it done in one hour? Amazon built a company on speed. Most companies don't understand speed and the power of speed. Um, I teach using the customer's name. So when Marcia walks into my place of business or she's on the phone, how do I say, hey, Marcia, it is so nice to see you again. Uh, Think of all the places each of us that are listening do business and how many people will ever use our name. We, We use CRM management. No, the employees don't use the name. So what we're providing are leading edge ideas and you got to develop people and constantly educate them and train them in the art of customer service. But uh, I just think that it's all different words. You got to develop people. Uh, you got to make people feel valued and appreciated and you better make dang sure that every single employee 
loves your customers. So I, I think it's both. I don't think you can say that the most important person is just the employee. Forget about the customer because if you don't have a customer, you don't have you don't have a company. And and and, and really, it is both. It is both. Uh, but I, I, I think some companies put more emphasis on one than the other. And I think what you try to do is that you say, let's, you know, a, a very holistic uh, type of, of program to develop a culture that, that values the employee. Because I'm hearing that over and over again. You value the employee who will value the customer, who will value the business, uh, who will um, and 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 therefore you'll be much more profitable. Um, any last? We have about a minute before the last break. Um, what one thing do you want uh, our listeners to remember from what you you know about uh, creating a a service culture? Amazon started in 1995 with two people. Mm-hmm. It has now got you know thousands and thousands of people. Anybody listening could be far more successful if you understand you're in the customer service business, you value your employees, and you love your customers. Mm-hmm. There is incredible amount of revenue that can fall into your hands, but only if you walk the talk. Well, on that note, let's take our last break, and when um, John comes back, he is going to be um, talking about how to contact him and just a couple other things about the Service Institute. So stay tuned. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidal, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. If you currently or aspire to serve on a board or work in a leadership capacity for or with a public or nonprofit organization, where can you turn to get the best advice and practices? How about Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G., Jenny Frumer, John Janetta, and Linda Schub? Our program discusses challenges facing both public and nonprofit leaders. Don't miss these practical solutions and tips to enhance your leadership style and effectiveness. Leadership Matters airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? 
Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Time management. We all talk about it, we constantly work on it, and we all wonder what more we could be doing. Take Charge of Your Productivity identifies the 10 key elements that are part of the focus for high performers. It then integrates energy management into the time management equation. Tune in for insightful interviews, key strategies, and tips to help you create the balance you crave and deserve. Join Penny Zinker as she presents Take Charge of Your Productivity on Monday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidle. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back, listeners. This is Marsha Zidle, your Smart Moves Coach. Um, you've been listening to uh, John Scholl talking about a, creating a service culture. We have heard such great insights on how to do this. And so, John, I'd like to ask you, in addition to being an author, you are speaker and president of a company named Service Quality Institute. What does your company do and how can they contact you? Well, we help companies drive a service culture. We have programs that change attitudes of behavior, teach the art of customer service, and build employee morale and teamwork. And we have a whole series of products you can use to enhance the customer experience that are inexpensive, very affordable. And they can reach Service Quality Institute at by calling our toll-free number, 800-548-0538. That's 800-548-0538. They can go to servicequalityinstitute.com. They can go to our other website, customer-service.com. I have a book called Moving Up, which is my newest book. Uh, you can buy that on Amazon. All my books are available on Amazon. You can go to your local bookstore and ask for my books. Uh, the purpose of Moving Up, Marcia, is to get people to believe in themselves, to see themselves as they can be, to become indispensable, to become extraordinary. If you do that, you will make more money. You will move up. So everything I have is you can use it personally. And I have a product. I have one of the programs I have, which is ideal for small companies, is called the Service First Video Library, a series of 12 different DVDs, 12 different topics. You download off the Internet all the facilitator and participant material. Uh, you can, it's uh, $1,647. You can pay monthly installments of $199 a month for 10 months. So you, if you, let's say you had 45 people, you could train everybody for $199 a month. There's not one company in America or in the world that could not afford $199 a month to get every single person customer-driven. Well, that, that sounds great, uh, John. I want to, you know, you've given the listeners both 
really good insights and, and products that they can they can uh, buy from you. They can contact you. And I want to thank you so much for your time. Um, and I hope you have a good time. Uh, continue having a good time in China. Thank you. It's time for Marsha's Musings, a tasty morsel of wisdom and wit to take the growing pains out of growth. What do GE, 3M, and Southwest Airlines have in common? They're always encouraging their people to focus on how to better serve their customers. 3M wants its research staff to mingle with customers and discover new product ideas. This innovative environment has created the famous post-it notes and other very profitable products. Southwest Airlines, at every location, has had a culture committee to walk, talk, and improve customer service. To them, it's important to serve the customer based on what the customer expects rather than what headquarters thinks the customer expects. GE's workout program asks staff at every level questions like, what procedures don't make sense? Where are we wasting money? How can we add value? It played a key role in the company's phenomenal success over the past decade and has been implemented in many other businesses. You don't have to be a huge corporation to cultivate and how can we better serve the customer spirit. Here are three strategies for small to medium-sized businesses that will quickly enhance your customer's experience and your bottom line. First, go on a treasure hunt. The problem in most businesses is not lack of good ideas. It's a lack of interest to search for treasures that already exist. In our WOW program, Frontline Staff brainstorms better ways to delight the customer. This exercise never fails to generate around 100 gems. These gems can range from coffee and cookies for waiting customers to something more costly yet more highly valued, providing busy busy parents with free limousine service to pick up and return their children for orthodontic appointments. And I can attest to that last one. So the second thing you can do is start a one solution a month program. Ask your staff to focus their creative juices each month on a specific service problem. It could be late deliveries or orders getting lost or whatever. Employee teams assess the ideas and make recommendations. Each month, at least one idea is implemented and the contributors are recognized and rewarded. Make sure Listeners, you celebrate the small wins as well as the big ones. Three, talk with your customers at the point of service. Leaders can learn a great deal simply by spending time watching, listening, and interacting with actual customers. You may see and hear some negative things, but don't despair. You then can turn this around by asking your customers what would have made it a more positive experience. Bring back these ideas and decide which ones you can put into action now to improve your service or products and which ones that you can can hold on to for the future. Sometimes customers know better than staff. Here's a smart moves tip. 
always serve extra hot fudge sauce on hot fudge sundaes. Why? It makes people overjoyed and puts them in your debt. That means doing the little extras can turn into a really big things, like repeat customers who spread the word. We all want that, don't we? Listeners, are your customers at the heart of your business? Is everyone, including the front line, the support staff, the sales force, and all your managers focused on delivering outstanding customer experiences every single day? Here's how to make it happen. Get the 35 customer service tips that will keep them coming back. Send an email to Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com with customer service in the subject line or call me at 972-380-9181. You're listening to Marsha Zidle, the Smart Moves Coach, making sure you're on the right track and not getting sidetracked in your drive for high performance and profitability. Next week's program is What It Takes to Stay in Business for 30 Years, Advice from a Veteran Entrepreneur. My guest is Valerie Freeman, CEO of Empress Groups. She will recount the experience of getting through recessions, consolidations, product launches, name changes, financial challenges, and all the other issues that confront entrepreneurs during their careers. She will share advice on hiring, delegation, ethics, working with professionals such as your banker, accountant, attorney, etc. We're in for a treat. Tune in Wednesday, October 30th at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. Here's a smart moves tip for the coming week. Don't stop building your change muscles. People and issues will come knocking at your door unannounced. Learn to adapt to changing situations as quickly and be able to change plans if the situation requires it. As Alice says in Lewis Carroll's Alice in Wonderland, I know who I was when I got up this morning but I must have changed several times since then. So will you and your business. Don't fight it. Move with it. I'll end with my favorite saying. There are three kinds of people in this world. Those who make it happen, those who let it happen, and those who asked, what happened? Which one are you? If you're highly motivated to make it happen, let me help you make it happen. Call me now for a free consult at 972-380-9181 or email me, Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Thank you for listening. Tune in every week, 11 Pacific, for The Business Edge with Marcia Zidle, the Smart Moves Executive Coach and Speaker, helping entrepreneurs and business leaders take their company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth, innovate, improve, ignite, or day, make smart moves. See you next week. You've been listening to The Business Edge with Marsha Zidle. 
Please join us again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And enjoy taking your business to the next level. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.